0: podcast. My name is Rob and uh, I am your host and comrade. Above all, I am your comrade. If you have opinions about daily happenings that you want to share with the world, we're happy to platform for
1: the evening oh is, is it my turn now yeah ah hey hey everybody it's me it's don hello uh i forgot what i was gonna say here i had something i swear every time we do this i have something i have something funny i have like a skit and then i just it goes away I get freaked out by the thousands of listening ears.
0: Calvin said hello. Uh, hello. Also, also, at the end of this meeting, uh, I would like to record a song by promoting ourselves for Calvin's podcast. He asked us to do it a while ago, and then I changed jobs. So, you know, everything's kind of been crazy. But before before we end the call, we can totally make that happen. All right. Yeah. Um, The link to his podcast, by the way, is in the comments. If you haven't uh, listened to it, by all means, do.
2: Hey, guys. Sorry for the delay. I was grabbing my dinner. By the way, hi, everybody, this is
1: Trisha. <laughs> hi, Trisha.
2: Hi, Don.
1: What are you having for dinner?
2: Like, shrimp.
1: You are the worst. The worst is real I
2: know, right? God. That's You're- okay. I- I, I just and... have the genetics not the religion it's okay.
0: Okay. okay. <laughs> I am eating what is known as the mother earth bowl from uh my place of employment.
1: Ah. I had carbonara. It's like Ooh. breakfast but pasta.
2: Great. Nam nam. You're, You're
0: not, not wrong. wrong. I am. No, I I'm, I'm acutely aware that I'm ancient grains and chicken and broccoli pesto and avocado and arugula and sweet potatoes and some kind of spicy sauce.
1: Rob, I learned a thing today. What? Did you know originally there were only four mother sauces?
0: Well, I mean, originally there was probably none. Well, (laughs) originally
1: there were none that were recognized as mother sauces and I learned about the, um, who would be considered the first celebrity chef, the, uh, the French dude that came up with the original Four Mother Sauces. Hello, Natalie!
0: I mean, if you're talking about Escoffier, he's the one that did Holla, uh, holidays as well. He just did it later.
1: No, no, no. The guy before him, um, uh, shit. His last name's like Crema or something like that. Mm-hmm.
0: I have, another the, guy. I, I have the Escoffier cookbook
1: That's awesome The recipes not... are
0: so detailed Like Bro
1: Bro, I might not be in, in, in the industry anymore But I totally appreciate that
0: <laughs> Anyway um, Before we get too far into this I want to plug our Revolutionary Love Book Club Mini series that we've been doing On um, Uh, Bobby Seale's book, Seize the Time, The Story of the Black Panther Party. If you... uh, Hi, Natalie, by the way. Um, If you haven't been there for it, I mean, honestly, the stories are inspiring. And what they do overall is, to me at least, inspiring. And um, I just encourage you guys to come in and check it out and find out what Bobby Seale and Huey P. Newton and Eldridge Cleaver were all about in their own words. Um, anyway, so we do have a Patreon if you like what we're doing, if you want to see us do more of it. If you want to help us pay the bills, it's patreon.com slash for we are many. Um, our website is for we are Um, obviously our Facebook page is simply called For We Are Many our YouTube page is uh, For We Are Many podcast so our Instagram our Twitter is at For We Are Many we are all over social media and uh, we want to interact with you you so if if you want to put forth your takes on things if you want to give us ideas of, of things to talk about We are open to that on all of our social media channels.
1: Just interact with us, please. We need friends. The pandemic's been hard. I'm sorry. I was just
2: ad-libbing. It's all good. I mean, we're all feeling that, you know. That's fair. It, It certainly didn't help with the isolation factor.
1: Hey, speak for yourself. I love isolation. People say it drives you crazy, but like these guys haven't said anything about it yet, so they'd tell me if I was uh, I crazy. Love
2: a, I love a healthy I love a healthy amount of isolation. <laughs> I also love a healthy amount of socialization too. I've been social
1: yeah. distancing since 5th grade, so
2: right. <laughs> So, Sometimes um, some ice is good, but extended periods like this, I know it's been hitting a lot of people when it comes to like the depression and shit. Um, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't noticed it until I got some sun yesterday and I felt like a pop to Molly.
2: Nice. Vitamin D does good. Ah. Leave the cave.
1: time to get down to the brass tacks. Let's do this. <laughs> Breaking news. Climate change.
2: Oh my god. This Take it away, right? Rob. I love the warning beep.
0: I was responding I'm to Natalie's days. comment.
1: Time to get down to the brass tacks.
0: Oh, oh dear god, why is this? that not muted? I don't know. That's weird because it was a minute ago. It was terrifying. <laughs> that happens in every damn show. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: I think we're starting to build a reputation of just being disorganized and dumb, and that's fine. I don't know about dumb. You can't see behind the shadow, but I've got this great jawline that makes up for the dumbness.
0: Oh my God. Okay, so (laughs) like, I have a few things that I want to talk about. Um... For climate change, but I'm going to start with something that has been affecting me personally, I guess, because I'm in the U.S. Southwest. But today I read the, uh, well, actually, the articles from two days ago from Reuters, Reuters sorry, but uh, they called it an apocalyptic heat wave. I think that's a bit extreme, but. Um, Is it? i mean a bit yeah it's not like the world is ending yet this is just the beginning (laughs) oh my goodness
2: it has only
1: just begun
0: no i'm sorry for that that bit of grimness there but they're calling it an apocalyptic it really is okay so like death valley we all know at this point that the 133 degree uh Record temperature in Death Valley was probably an error. Um, that's the the widely accepted notion at this point. And um, the the new record, excluding that one, was set last year at 130 degrees. It was at 129 degrees. But you're probably thinking, oh well, that's that's just that's just Death Valley, it's always hot. But like, I mean, it really puts strain on California's power grid. And they haven't been talking about it like that here in Arizona, but I've seen two different power outages during this heat wave. So anyway, um, Palm Springs, California broke, uh, or sorry, tied the all time high temperature. So, You'll, throughout this, you'll hear me talk about daily record highs, meaning on that day of the year, the highest temperature, and then all time, obviously, is since record keeping started, until now. Um, Phoenix, Arizona hit 122 degrees. Las Vegas hit 114 degrees. um, And, I mean, it was 100 degrees at 8 o'clock in the morning. so a high that's pressure insane. dome formed over the entire Southwest. For, for those familiar with the climate in Phoenix, that's why the summers are so hot, right? It's because this dome forms over the valley. And, and I mean, same thing for places like Palm Springs or Death Valley, desert places. Um, but one of these domes, took up the entire area from Montana to California.
2: That's fucking insane.
0: Um, and, And today, I mean, they were on par to break a bunch of heat records in Northern Arizona. The reason they didn't is because the sun is blocked out by smoke. Just like it was here last week.
1: Meanwhile, where I'm at in Michigan, it's currently 56 degrees, and I might need to kick the fucking heat on tonight.
0: Damn! I mean, that's kind of unseasonably cool for. What's the low gonna be tonight?
1: The low is, this is projected. The first
0: day of summer, right? Like June. 21st. It it is
1: it it is in fact the summer solstice. It is the longest day of the year. It is the holiday of midsummer. It should be hot. The sun is shining For fucking 12 hours Today or no no Like 14 hours today But instead It's 56 degrees Currently and projected to drop Down to 47 tonight
2: Jesus dude it's 73 down here and that felt Cool enough just from the rain bringing the Temps down to that
1: Leanne just popped in said low of 37 Comments. Yeah. Yeah, see that
0: is unseasonably cold.
1: I need to bring my rosemary in. Oh
0: bro, rosemary can survive anything.
1: No. This is true. No, it can't.
0: What do you mean it can't?
1: No, it is. Mine is is
0: in a pot right now and fucking Yeah,
1: yeah, it's 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 from the Mediterranean. It's used to warm climates. It says directly on the on the packet of seeds it will die at below 40 degrees.
0: I mean, it's a perennial herb It's a perennial
1: well. herb in this zone if you bring it in in the winter time or when it drops below 40.
0: I don't know, man. I, I mean, I'm not... Saying you're wrong because I'm not an expert on. I mean, dairy. we can hop and on Google and I can show you my a, a very hardy plant. And I mean, in terms of extreme heat, it is and extreme dry, it is. So, I mean, I'd be very surprised if the gold affects it like that when, like, if it's planted in the ground, the idea of a perennial is leave it there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get that.
0: That's what makes it mean, a perennial.
1: <laughs> but I mean, we could always hop on Google and I could show you my um <clears throat> my amazing brain power. I'm thinking of that meme where some where my brain elongates and somebody else has to hold it up. Yeah. Sorry. I distracted us with the topic of the night, climate change and how fucking shitty it is.
0: So power grids in california were being pushed to a limit friday um which i mean this heat wave started on like the 15th and ended fucking the day. um and by ended i mean it is 107 degrees here in glendale arizona instead of 118 or more it was 122 on either thursday or friday i forget which day um so like and, and as i already said temperatures on death, ba- death valley hit 129 degrees um which is the highest so far and the highest in june ever um we talked last week about the issues uh, on the Colorado River, specifically surrounding Lake Mead, so I'm not going to dive back into that, but th- this is a contributing factor of that. And all of this is a contributing factor to the massive wildfires that spread through California and Arizona every year. Um, you know, it's not an issue of forest management at this point. It's it's literally that the climate is becoming too High and too hot for these plants to retain the moisture that they need. And then, you know, whether it's man-made or a lightning strike fire, which by the way, 90% of all fires are man-made, it can take something as simple as the muffler of a lifted truck grazing against dried grass in Arizona to start a fire. So you know, then something that small turns into, you know, 700,000 acres. We need a Green New Deal. I, I was gonna say we need to combat climate change, but I'll be more specific than that. At the very least, we need the Green New Deal. Um there's also a hurricane in the Gulf. Well, actually it's a tropical storm, right? Um technically a hurricane. Claudette, that's what it's called. I knew it was named. Um Let me try to bring up a video of that. So Tropical Storm Claudette strengthened back to a tropical storm, which It's crazy. It it went inland and it lost its tropical storm status, right, because it weakened like it's supposed to. And then it strengthened back up. Um, And at least 14 people have lost their lives in Alabama. Well, that's weird. The headline says at least 14, but the story says at least 13. I mean, I guess they're both right because they both say at least.
3: Um,
0: I'm working on a video, but there's a 30 second ad. So I guess I will, I just want some footage of it, man. These damn capitalist publications. Capitalism. Ah, a skip button appeared, okay, here we go. Let me switch over to the other one though. This is just a short little 50-second video kind of, you know, showing some, some of the, if it's your typical tropical storm, massive amounts of rainfall. Damage to infrastructure. But the thing that gets me about it is that it weakened and then it restrengthened back into a tropical in storm. And, and it, the, this video is obviously like from this morning or yesterday because it said it's forecasted that that has happened.
4: Has been all about the heat over the past few days where we have had record setting well, high temperatures. Well, guess what? Monday we're starting to bring in a change. The jet stream is going to be dipping down and we are going to bring those temperatures down a little bit as the bulk of the heat shifts farther towards the east. So it's the beginning of the end officially. Look at this 96 in Reno compared to 86. We're actually going to be in the mid 90s compared to close to 100 degrees where we've been the past few days. And we're out of the 110s in Las Vegas 108. The forecasted high 101 is average, so we're still above average, but we're getting closer to normal. And by Tuesday for some folks, it will start to really feel like a typical setup for summer because that low off coast really digs in. It's not going to provide really any rainfall out there. However, we'll add some clouds to San Francisco 75 for that high. We're looking at 106 in Phoenix and 103 in Vegas, which again is
0: Hold on. Oh. Spotty thunderstorms you say.
4: Trending closer to average and will be even better out there. It However, is my we'll season, clouds. but I
0: wanted to come back to this. Look at Salt Lake City. 102
3: fucking
1: degrees, dude. Damn. Kuwait was 120 in the shade.
0: I mean, I believe that, but that's more normal there than it is here.
1: Yeah, that was also 10 years ago. I have no idea what it is these days. I assume probably hotter, if that's even possible.
0: Well, I mean, it was predicted not that long ago that uh, that uh, Death Valley might like actually break, you know, the 133 degree record that is widely believed to have been an error. Is
1: Tresha still here? Yeah, she just Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't.
2: Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was eating.
0: I
1: wasn't sure because my uh my screen is minimized, so I can also read the comments where people I are just confirming have to change my who does,
0: because if you're if intellectual you're superiority.
1: Yeah. Wait, what? People in the comments are confirming my intellectual superiority with how rosemary does in the cold. i also have it pulled up on another window on google but it's all right it's not a big deal
0: so um
1: i figured out why everyone's quiet besides me everybody is eating besides me i ate before the stream like a professional
0: yeah well i worked before the stream.
1: oh okay so not like a professional
0: (laughs) (laughs) like a working class
1: you're not a real youtuber rob are we youtubers yeah we're on youtube
0: yeah i mean technically we are um so it was a part of the death toll is a multi-vehicle crash. I don't really know the... the... Oh, apparently it was like a mass hydroplane.
2: Yeah,
1: it was... Uh, Mom was saying something about it today. It was like a 15-car pileup.
0: Yeah, it was like a mass hydroplane. I'm sorry for laughing at that. It's like laughing at the shock of it. Like... Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I... I also know that you are apologizing to people that are probably listening in the future, but I feel like that's a very human thing for our generation to do. Laugh because we don't know what else to do. And showing negative emotions is frowned on. It was a 17
0: vehicle pile, holy shit.
1: Seventeen vehicles. Jesus Christ.
0: That's crazy. Um, there was another thing about climate I wanted to talk about. I don't remember for sure what it Oh yeah, the record high temps in like Omaha. Yeah. I talked about Salt Lake City today, but okay. So this is this is old, but uh, the hottest day on record in Omaha, Nebraska, was July twenty-first, nineteen seventy-four. When the temp hit 109, but it was like in that range all week.
1: Man, I feel like I should. A bunch
0: of stuff from last year about record highs and record lows, but I'm not seeing anything from this year. But I saw it the other fucking day.
1: You know what it is? It's the simulation correcting itself.
0: Could
1: be. Uh, I hope we're not in a simulation. Who'd want to simulate Ah, this?
0: Okay, and in the Plains, several cities, including Omaha, Nebraska, set records, including a daily record high of 105 degrees and it broke a record from 1918. The previous, holy fuck. The previous daily record was 100 degrees in 1918. That's a full five degrees
1: high. You know what we should do? Yeah. We, we, We should change numbers around so those numbers are lower.
2: It's really not how that works, but, I mean... Like,
1: just just cut off those five degrees and be like, it's 100, 105 is 100 now.
2: Or you could just give the actual temp in Celsius and pretend it's a smaller number just because it's a smaller number in that scale.
1: Listen, listen, <laughs> if if my way is how it works with te- with coronavirus testing in the United States, then it'll work with temperatures in the United States. Wait, what? You just stopped taking the numbers, man.
0: I mean that's true. That's literally how we're handling the pandemic right now. Our our fewer and fewer cases are literally due to the fact that we're not fucking testing. If you're vaccinated, it's not, you know, like recommended by the C D C that you get tested. Yeah. There's there's some issues with how we're handling this. I mean, we, we, we totally called it, though, nothing fundamentally changed. That's Natalie's exactly
1: asking if the it. sound is out. Is anybody else having that? I'm not having that issue, obviously, because we're in the Zoom meeting.
2: I can hear everything just fine, but again, Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, earlier, I couldn't hear the music until I popped my earbuds in, but I can hear everything. Emily
1: hears. Emily hears everything. That's not a joke about her ears. I don't know if she's got big ears.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, No, I'm just curious if she's in the lab or the next room, because if she's in the next room, it'd be really easy to hear.
0: (laughs) No. No, she's not home yet. Okay. she said c it was an either or question and she answered yes
1: okay (laughs) okay that works i i accept that
0: she said sciencing hard, uh partly because you know i think that she wants to escape this this hellhole this satan's ass crack
2: Yeah, I don't know how you guys tolerate those kind of temps in the summer. Holy fuck. I like it hot, but boom.
1: Listen, guys, I, I think the U of M has a microbiology lab, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Emily could get a job Maybe. there, and then Rob could be back in Michigan.
0: I mean, but she wants to do something where she's gonna make more money than academia. You gotta remember student loans.
1: Oh yeah, student loans, sorry.
0: Right. Right. GI
1: Bill, so I forget about student loans sometimes.
0: The GI Bill wouldn't cover a master's degree and a B.
1: I know, I know. I know exactly what a GI Bill covers, Rob. My post nine eleven GI Bill, which has been changed to the forever GI Bill, covers up to a bachelor's degree. I was just, I was just pointing out- You, that you she were did, just pointing out- that she, Sorry. Was, that
0: she did not just get a bachelor's degree.
1: No. You know what? You know what? We're gonna fight in the parking lot after this stream
0: the parking
1: lot yeah I'm outside your house this is a facade
2: you better meet him at the flagpole
1: <laughs> I will be right back I need to go help mom with something how wild would it be if I like got out like got off the screen here and like showed up on Rob's screen man.
0: Indeed. Well, um, so the next thing was um, we're planning on talking about, um, well, more in the history of uh, of the LGBTQ movement,
2: ultimately. Yes, indeed. Last week we dove into the Stonewall Riot. And so give me just a moment. Oh, oh crap! I just realized I don't have that link on my phone. I had it on the tablet. Um, my bad. Give me a second to get that. Oh, okay, there we go. Um, also, Rob, I'm not sure if it's just my audio or what. The the music seems really loud. Like I'm having to
0: yell over it. <laughs> I mean, I hear you fine. I okay. why it seems
2: loud to you. I don't know. It's it's like I've got some Bose speakers all the way around me. I mean, not I dig it. But um, this piece is on where Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ plus Pride intersect. Um, for example, with the Portland activists pushing for greater inclusion of Black trans and queer voices in the movement. Um, As we talked about last week in June 1969, police clashed with black transgender women and other LGBTQ plus groups during the Stonewall uprising, which galvanized generations of activists, inspired what we now know as Pride Month. And over 50 years later, LGBTQ activists are still fighting for their rights and protests against police brutality and systemic racism is bringing all of this together. Um, and that's, that's one thing that I definitely have to point out is the solidarity between BLM and the LGBTQ plus community has been astronomical and bringing some attention on the human rights that we are still fighting for. So I find that absolutely beautiful to see that coalesce the way that it has, you know, Um, Uh, The Supreme Court uh, decision to rule uh, for LGBTQ people to have actual rights against workplace discrimination has been a huge recent win. And that's something that goes all the way back to even prior to the Stonewall uprising with um, like Harvey Milk. He was pushing for these workplace protections to happen all the way back in the 60s. And we just now finally got that acknowledged on a federal level from the Supreme Court. Um, And that's something that has been a direct result also of this hard work. Um, Although the ongoing assaults of Black trans women and other queer queer individuals has hung heavy over the moment. Um, Chance like Black Trans Lives Matter have become commonplace amid protests decrying the police killings of Black people, um, especially in the wake of everything that's happened over the past year since they murdered George Floyd. Um, Black LGBTQ and HIV affected victims of violence were almost twice as likely to experience police violence as other survivors, according to a 2014 excuse me, report by the National Coalition of Anti-Violence Programs, and in in 2015 in the U.S. Transgender Survey, 61% of Black trans respondents who interacted with the police reported they were harassed, assaulted, or otherwise mistreated by officers. Black trans women face the highest levels of fatal violence within the LGBTQ plus community, and they're unlikely to turn to law enforcement for help, according to the human rights campaign. Um, Mason Wade, a transgender, transgender woman living in Portland, emphasized the importance of LGBTQ pride in the Black Civil Rights Movement. She works with Snack Block who co-hosted a block party under the Hawthorne Bridge last year for Pride and spoke in depth about this. Uh, She said, we can't have liberation with love without having liberation for all, black lives transcend into Pride. And you can't talk about black lives without talking about indigenous lives, without talking about brown lives. We are all connected in a way. She said the fight for black lives must also include black trans lives. She reminds people that there would not even be LGBTQ pride without black trans women like Marsha P. Johnson, a trans activist who was on the front lines of the LGBTQ liberation movement and at the Stonewall uprising. Uh, Wade said that the current movement is becoming increasingly intersectional, especially with the new generation. She co-hosted that event Um, Last year with Poison Waters, who has worked as a drag performer for over 30 years, the two hope to unite the younger and older generations of Black LGBTQ people. Uh, Waters said the young folks are forcing the older people to have these uncomfortable conversations. They're challenging the folks that are set in their ways. Uh, DeMarcus Spencer is part of the younger generation of Black LGBTQ activists in Portland, And he's learning to use his voice as a Black gay male in the movement to stand up for others like it. Spencer helped initiate Big Yard Foundation's Juneteenth celebration and emphasized this theme of inclusivity in the Black Lives Matter movement. What I want us to start doing as a minority is to not put more minorities within our own minority when it comes to Black gay lives, Black women, Black trans, Black bisexual people, Black queer, Spencer said. and I quote, we've got to stick together, we can't divide. I, I, I love that. That's a beautiful way to point out that solidarity that is absolutely needed here. Uh, he had initially avoided the ongoing protests due to the risk of COVID, but that changed when he was emotionally moved when he saw protesters laying with their hands behind their backs on Burnside Bridge on June 2nd of last year. Once he began attending the protests, he noticed there had not been many Black gay men speaking, so he started using his voice. He thinks that Oregon has a long way to go to equitably include Black LGBTQ voices in this movement. And I quote, I think that's going to be my job now to put my voice out there and make sure that I'm heard so I can inspire other Black, other minorities, LGBTQ people to come out and celebrate themselves and love themselves and make sure that they're happy and safe. Like Spencer, Jasmine Brown believes the rights or the fights for queer and racial equality need to be better connected. Brown has been active in promoting racial equity since the creation of the Black Lives Matter movement in 2013, and now serves as the operations coordinator for the Q Center, utilizing their position in the community as non-binary and pansexual. Instead of highlighting generational divides, Brown focuses on the racial divide in LGBTQ spaces. I think the intersectional aspect still has some growth that needs to happen within the whitewashed LGBTQ communities to focus on the racial equity. Brown said in an email. Um, Brown said the recent addition of black and brown stripes to the pride flag along with the recent Supreme Court decision to protect LGBTQ against workplace discrimination are steps in the right direction, though not enough. Brown tells white allies, the job is not done. This is not a woke contest. This is not a photo op. This is a movement, a monumental moment in history. This is fighting for the livelihood of the black community black folks have been fighting white supremacy since they arrived in America in 1619, that is 400 years of oppression." End quote. Although Brown said there is much work to be done to advocate for equity for black and queer communities, they think it's been important to acknowledge the accomplishments for the LGBTQ community this pride month. Uh, And I quote, Hate crimes are criminalized and there are active resources like Q Center for marginalized groups. There's been a change in the status quo regarding gay rights and being out. There are cities that cater to the gay community that love and support us. Even if the outside world still questions our morality and our validity, there are systems in place to support us." End quote. Elijah Roach is an organizer, organizer, sorry, with uh, Rose City Justice, a recently formed civil rights collective, and said the organization is working to partner with LGBTQ focused organizations that support the Black community. As a gender fluid member of this community, they believe there is more work to be done to focus on marginalized groups within the Black community. Roach said, I know that we at least from my perspective, have not touched on the issues of LGBTQ and trans lives as much as I would hope. Even though Roach hopes for more focus on LGBTQ issues, they say that helping create the Rose City justice has given them a voice. Before now, they did not have a sense of community or feel that their voice was valid. Uh, Here's another quote from Roach. uh, This movement feels very empowering, both to my queer side as well to my black side. This movement is providing me and I hope the rest of the Black community a position to actually voice their being, their identity, to say, I am here, I'm involved in this community, this is who I am, and I want better support. And I I think that's beautiful to see, you know, how how much this has grown when it comes to the amount of support the of people coming together and I think that really deserves a lot of acknowledgement right there that as a community, we we would not be where we are right now, even in the fight for LGBTQ rights. We would not have gotten this far if it wasn't for the contributions from black, queer and trans people bringing their voices to this movement. So on that note, I just wanna give a shout out to everybody and say thank you for the solidarity. And let's keep this moving, keep it growing because this is absolutely what's need. Keep this momentum going for pushing for the laws to actually show the same regard for the rights of LGBTQ and especially black and brown LGBTQ lives. Because that is an area where sadly after 50 years of fighting for these rights to be acknowledged under the law, we're still having an unacceptable amount of violence, an unacceptable amount of judgment and you know, lack of acceptance throughout certain parts of our society. We have come a long ways, do not get me wrong, but we still have a ways to go. So thank you,
0: let's keep fighting. Solidarity.
2: Fuck yes.
0: There is still so far to go. And I mean, I I don't think that we will ever see real liberation under capitalism. Capitalism exploits these these divisions.
2: Right. That's it's part of what fuels it. They thrive on that. It's absolutely necessary to keep those divisions happening. So that people don't come together under, you know, a common force of, hey, wait a fucking minute. Classism needs to be addressed, too, because that's what's fueling all of these other things.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, intersectionality of different issues is always important.
2: Absolutely. You can't really start to look at how to solve an issue If you cannot see yet, what all affects it and what it affects in turn and how that is happening to the rest of the world around you. And my apologies, I just noticed that my camera was still off. Hi. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we've, we've still got a long ways to go. See that every day when it comes to some of the shit people even feel comfortable saying online because they're not face to face with someone think they can just talk to them like, you know, like they're not as human as you. And that's one of the things that angers the fuck out of me and makes me go on them rants on the Facebook and get the Facebook jail.
0: You get the Facebook jail.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Repeat offender. Repeat offender because I get fed up with people's shit when, when I see bigoted, hateful shit. You know, and it's like this is 2021. This shit is not acceptable. Like, who the fuck raised you? They need to start over. <laughs> you know, with, with the people who have those kinds of attitudes, it's it's frustrating. Like, it befuddles me that in this day and age, we still have so many
0: bigots out there. But they're there. There they are. No, I totally agree. Oh, um, and these divisions, I think we're going to talk about more here in a second uh, moving on to us politics we're going to be talking today about biden's counterterror plan um it
2: seems to be all right let's start digging that one
0: yeah so i'm going directly off the fact sheet uh from whitehouse.gov which don found before the stream um this, awesome. This was released the day after our previous current event stream, so I've been waiting for a while to kind of try to pick this apart and work through it. I just realized that I'm not screen sharing and that I never turned the music back on. Oh, there we go. Fix that. All right. Um, So, on his first full day in office, President Biden directed his national security team to lead a 100-day comprehensive review of U.S. government efforts to address domestic terrorism, which which has evolved into the most urgent terrorism threat the United States faces today. As a result of that review, the Biden administration is releasing the first-ever national strategy for countering domestic terrorism which there is a link to that as well. So, I mean, if we wanna read the whole damn thing, we can do that, but I'm I'm obviously not gonna read that uh, whole thing on air. It is 32 pages long. (laughs) Um, So it, it talks about the definition of domestic terrorism under federal law, it's defined as, activities that involve acts dangerous to human life that are in violation of the criminal laws of the united states or, or of any state appear to be intended to intimidate or coerce a civilian population to influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion which that's the point of a fucking protest by the way or to affect the conduct For real of a government by mass destruction, assassination or kidnapping and occur primarily within the territorial jurisdiction of the United States. So let's let's dissect that for a little bit. I want to circle back to to influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion. Where are they going to draw that line? Who sets that boundary? The Supreme Court, when it gets there? That Trump stacked with fucking right wingers. I mean, what? Um, it does right, seem- that's the thing. I mean, it
2: the, the commentary that I've heard that counters that, as far as people being like, "Oh no, it was it was really antifa," like that just really makes me both cringe for them and. You know, look at him like, what the fuck? Because uh, a bunch of leftists are not going to dress up to play right-wingers, to storm the Capitol, to protest Trump losing. That's just fucking ridiculous. Like, obviously, it was a bunch of right-wing extremists supporting him in that. You know, anyway, that attempted coup fail would definitely fall under this, but... Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. And I mean that's why they're shit.
0: that's why they're doing it. This whole thing is in response to January 6th. Um Right, the but view... the thing
2: is it's going to affect other people too when they're going and extrapolating beyond just the actions of you are doing this for the wrong reason as we've pointed out so many times before. It's not necessarily wrong to storm Congress. What's your reason? What's your cause? Are you doing it for the right reasons?
0: And what are you doing? Like, I I mean, I would have at least, I still would have not been supporting them obviously, but I could have at least like seen it as an actual coup if they started trying to like hold a meeting. Anything. 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 They didn't even do
2: that. They wanted to fucking, I don't know, sniff shoes or something. Fucking I know I haven't letters.
1: I know I haven't said much this whole time. But I want to inform you guys that one of the um I don't even want to call them rioters because I feel like riot is too dignified a term to use for what happened on January sixth. I don't know what to really call that. But one of the people that stormed the Capitol building is running for Congress. And the worst part about it, he thought his congressional, the, he thought his congresswoman was serving in the state House. He didn't realize till wow. the interview he did the other day that he actually had to run for Congress in DC.
0: Wow.
1: And not the state house in Concord.
2: Oh my God.
1: Where he's from. He also. That should like, be an
2: automatic disqualification. <laughs> he, he also.
1: He also like. told Went to the FBI and told them. Yeah I stormed the Capitol. Here is live video of me on my podcast. Storming the Capitol. Chugging a bottle of wine I found in a representative's. Uh, office.
2: What a fucking idiot.
1: Dude. See why I refuse to call it an insurrection?
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't structured enough to be an insurrection.
1: And and, and I don't even think it was structured enough to be a riot. There's no structure to a riot, but still. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, you're totally right. Uh,
2: Rioters would actually probably have a better reason for rioting than what like I mean rioters got more they're justice just crybabies who are like oh my god him. we got outvoted
1: and listen I didn't see all jokes aside right. I didn't see one thing burnt down I didn't see one fucking dumpster on fire nothing
0: no but if they wouldn't have burned down the third precinct as part of the black lives matter movement in response to the murder of George Floyd like I don't think that Chauvin's trial would have been publicized like it was, and I don't think they would have got the verdict that it
1: That's exactly right. That being said, if Trump supporters had burned down the Capitol building, I would have been furious. <laughs> Again because you know wrong motivation right target wrong motivation
0: right yeah i mean like right. the fact that they stormed the cap the fact that trump was like yeah we're all going to meet up and we're all going to do this together and then he went back to the white house and watched it on the news like he,
1: yeah he he sat on his toilet eating a bucket of chicken sweating
0: uh,
1: an entire uh, kfc bucket fuck. sweating watching it on his phone <sighs>
0: And he made a comment. Why the fuck? About how he was disappointed how low class they looked.
1: And then told him <laughs> something more than Don Jr.'s ever heard. Told him, I love you. Now go home.
0: Anyway, back to this. Fucking. TJ. TJ. <laughs> back to the. I'm actually just going to screen share this for a minute. That's what I'll do. This is what I'm going from. Um I'll put the uh the, the link, link the to that
1: in the comments.
0: And then there's also this uh clickable link uh that will open the full 32 page text. It's even got a fucking, you know, personally typed note from Joe Biden Jr. But like I mean like look at this like Patriotic pandering. This is a project that you should, that should unite all Americans. Kidding me? Anyway, so the, the report itself, or the review, I mean, was rooted in an expert assessment of the domestic terrorism threat provided by the intelligence and law enforcement communities. So, you know, keep this in mind that this is what? Two days before you sign the Juneteenth holiday law um, and, and we all know that the law enforcement community is geared directly against people of color right so like what what is unifying about this they're saying defund the police and biden's giving them an excuse to ask for more funding Anyway, the review found that the two most lethal elements of today's uh, domestic terrorism threat are one, racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists who advocate for the superiority of the white race and two, anti-government or anti-authority violent extremists such as militia violent extremists. So like, militias have guns, so they're automatically gonna be labeled as violent, right? Uh, Racially motivated, uh the right is going to be claiming that black lives matter or our racially violent extremists the second line of that does say for the superiority of the white race but we'll see how it's interpreted by the supreme court when it gets there or how it's interpreted by law enforcement until the supreme court gets there um so it's talking about these experts that um you know it Consulted with um, religious communities, foreign governments, state and local governments, leaders in Congress. Where do you see the people? I mean, am I just missing it? Is it is it under my cursor? No. It's
1: it, it, it's right there, <laughs> right right there.
0: Uh, throughout the process, and they put the shit in bold. They put this shit in bold. We to Yeah, because the, the the
1: bold the bold letters draw your eyes to the bold letters and keep you reading just the bold letters and not the rest of the, the fine print context and the fine print. Yeah.
0: Well, the context is already concerning, but they try to make you feel better throughout the process. We embrace the protection of civil rights and civil li- civil liberties as a national security imperative. In other words, they want to keep us just happy enough to not revolt. That's, that's <laughs> what I get out of, out of that wording and context.
2: And um, uh, basically, we're going to pretend we're protecting you from yourselves. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? You're not really doing nothing.
0: And uh, I mean, we do talk a lot of shit about right-wingers, but like, you know... I don't advocate for judging anybody based on what you've heard from somebody else. Like, if if there is a group that is being messed with by law enforcement, don't just automatically assume that they were white supremacists.
2: Right. Not necessarily the case. In this case, as far as January 6th, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean
0: there was white supremacist organizations that were advertising for it and that went
1: to it. Um, I'm going to I'm going to take this opportunity to um ask ask a favor of any potential white supremacists that may be listening to this podcast. Please stop using my people's symbols to fucking spread your hate. I feel weird showing my tattoos at the beach now. Because you fucks, like, like you, you weren't happy with the swastika? You had to evolve it into old Norse symbols? Come on, man. We didn't even know what race was back then. There were just people.
2: Fuck. Oh, you gotta keep in mind, they'll co-opt any community that they can to try to take a foothold in those communities
1: yeah yeah go co-op the ideology. republican symbols go co-op the republican symbols i don't have any of those co-op. tattooed on me
2: to be fair though the elephant deserves better than to be used by either of them
1: that's true and i won't argue
0: that and even though the democratic party is represented by an ass <laughs> <laughs>
2: a literal jackass i i
0: still think that that is unfair to the donkey
2: <laughs> right
1: yeah, donkeys are Back. majestic, worthwhile Dude. creatures.
0: So, like, I sent you guys that that um, picture that I took on my phone, right? The, the astrophotography picture. I'm actually going to share it here for a second because I have a story that involves this picture, right? <laughs> when I took that picture, you have to stand there for, like, three minutes so it can take you know, as much light in as it can from the night sky to get the end result, which is this picture. A donkey (laughs) randomly started bleeding, not like bleeding, not bleeding, like, you know, like, "Ah!" anyway, that's a sheep, whatever. The point is, is that we were just like, me and Emily are just like, what the fuck was that? she realized it before i did but it was very jarring to be out in the middle of nowhere there's no fucking sound at all and then there's just a donkey screaming (laughs) anyway um the strategy that they released six days ago is carefully tailored to address violence and reduce the factors that lead to violence Threaten public safety. There's that public safety thing again. Um, And infringe on the free expression of ideas. It is organized around four pillars. The core elements of how the Biden administration will improve the government's response to this persistent evolving and lethal threat to our people, our democracy, and our national security. Now, like the language that they use is like very, how shall I say, carefully tailored to make you think that they are acting in in your interests. But we already pointed out that, you know, they reached out to leaders in Congress, local governments, state governments, academia, civil society, whatever the fuck that means, religious communities and foreign governments, but where do you see the people? Nowhere. Anyway, so basically I wanna wrap up talking about this by talking about the four pillars and what that means to how this is going to be implemented. Um, that's ultimately what I wanted to talk about. Um, pillar one is understand and share domestic terrorism-related information. So basically, they w- it sounds like they want law enforcement agencies from the federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial levels, and where appropriate, private sector partners, looking at you fucking Amazon with your ring doorbells, The Department of Justice and FBI have implemented a robust system to methodically track domestic terrorism cases nationwide. The Department of State, as well as the intelligence and law enforcement communities are learning more from foreign partners about the international dimensions of this threat. So they they want all law enforcement to be linked by one giant database and that's kind of catastrophic if you're organizing it against that fucking government, isn't it? That's going to be used first and foremost as a right, way to well, any kind of dissent.
2: It's, it's one thing to be able to have that communication between states if they're looking for somebody who's an actual threat. But... Um, experience has already shown us that you don't even have to actually pose a threat to be targeted by these specific provisions. I mean, this is ringing a lot of bells in my head going back to Senate Bill 1867 and that provision for indefinite detention of American citizens without, you know, without bail, without representation, the whole fucking nine yards they already provided for, as well as the list that they were starting to kick around then that included, you know, if you have more than two weeks worth of food in your home or carry a camera with you everywhere you go, which who the fuck doesn't, um, that you could be deemed a terrorist. So I don't exactly trust them with having these types of powers in their hands because they're... um, They're not that good at fucking determining who's a threat and who isn't. And the fact of the matter is, if they perceive people as even being so much as a threat to their capitalistic bullshit, they could paint a target on our backs. Oh, it just, Every time I see stuff like this get passed, that doesn't necessarily have the input or approval of the people. It's always against the people and gets used in such a sweeping manner for them to just keep feeding bodies into the industrial prison system there. Um, very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable with that.
0: So I have a a single picture that I'm going to share here in a second that shows exactly how this is going to be used. Look at the difference in those two pictures, Right. and and which one was demonized? Which one had this response? And which one right. had this response?
3: Mm-hmm. It
2: wasn't until that hindsight became twenty twenty that motherfuckers were like, Oh snap. I guess we uh, we shouldn't have allowed that. Too late. You yeah, already did. Cause all the cops and fucking you know national garden shit that they bust out for anybody else were nowhere to be fucking seen for this shit show they
1: showed up after and i think they might still be there
2: i'm aware of that i'm saying they didn't do anything when it was actually fucking happening they didn't even do anything to prevent it when they knew that this was being planned they were aware of it and they let it happen
0: Anyway, <laughs> Pillar 2 is to prevent domestic terrorism recruitment and mobilization to violence. So uh, they're going to prevent recruitment to any sort of organization that doesn't agree with the government or that is actively working against the government. Um, Drawing on the expertise of a variety of departments and agencies, once again, not the people, departments and agencies, the U.S. government has revamped support to community partners who can help to prevent individuals from ever reaching the, the point of committing terrorist violence. I mean, it sounds um, a whole lot like re-education, except for it's, uh, you know, pushing a police state agenda.
2: Right, and I'm curious, like, are you saying you're gonna, I don't know, try to prevent people from joining white nationalist terrorist groups, like, what actually did this and who are an actual threat to fucking society as a whole, or are you saying you want to just be able to
0: apply this to anybody who
2: stands against the government?
0: Yeah, this anti-government blanket, we've seen that specific word (laughs) more than once already. Um... The United States also recently joined the Christchurch call to action to eliminate terrorist and violent extremist content online.
2: Uh, what the fuck? I would love to know why they named it the way they did and if it's got some fucking religious, you know, ties because... A lot of these people who are white supremacist motherfuckers are also religious extremists. So the fact that that says the United States joined with this group that is named Christchurch just makes me question that. Of, so are, are you are you linking up with some more religious extremists thinking that you can fight the influence that the religious extremism has had when it comes to racism, sexism, classism.
0: Pillar three. It's like they're... Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Uh,
2: it, it just, it comes off to me as some gaslighting ass shit. Of they're like, so we're going to help to fight these guys by joining them.
0: Pillar three is disrupt and deter domestic terrorism activity. So like, they're codifying things like what happened to the Black Panther Party and the assassination of Fred Hampton. That's what they're gonna fucking file this under now. There's gonna be like legal precedents for any action that they take against any domestic terrorists. And as Trisha said, I mean, actually if one of you wants while i'm reading this to pull up uh what can constitute being a domestic terrorist um are already written into our laws uh i think that would be important to discuss before we move on um So the work of federal law enforcement, as well as our state, local, tribal, and territorial law law enforcement uh, partners is critical to countering domestic terrorism. The US government will increase support to federal, state, and local law enforcement in addressing domestic terrorism nationwide. Remember how you're calling for defunding the police or at least most of us are, I guess. Um, Yeah, they're gonna give them more funding and i mean i know they spin this whole thing like it's going to be used against white supremacists i don't believe that for a fucking minute it's going to be used to protect bourgeois class Me interests. Uh,
1: under the 2001 okay, um okay
2: Uh, I just found that the name of that group is actually due to a terrorist attack against two mosques in the city of Christchurch, New Zealand. So I rescind my previous rant. It just kind of made me wonder because of the name. I'd never heard of the city Christchurch in New Zealand, but that's what that was drawn from because 51 people were killed and 50 more injured. Um... Anywho.
0: What were you uh, saying, Don?
1: Under the 2001 United States of America Patriot Act, domestic terrorism is defined as, and I quote, activities that a involve acts dangerous to human life that are a violation of criminal laws of the u.s or any state b appear to be intended to intimidate or coerce a civilian population or to influence the policy of a government through violence domestic terrorism
2: well, there's some ways we could apply that to some corporations that currently I, I use was thinking, terroristic same. means to influence laws.
0: Uh, but so, I, I believe that that definition can we, was further expanded on, though, in the National Defense Authorization Act 2012.
2: I would just love to know if we could apply it to fucking lobbyists. Because to me, what you just read off as that definition, that sounds to me like we could apply that to lobbyists because you know what, Uh, what is perceived as a threat to human life varies based on a person's perspective. And I find lobbying for the favor of corporations that destroys the environment and destroys people's fucking livelihoods to be
0: a huge terrorist threat. So I'm gonna read a little bit from the Hog International Center for Counterterrorism. This is a publication from 16 March 2012 from Dr. Paul Paulusen. I'm not quite sure if I, I probably butchered his last name. But anyway, uh, on December, 31 December 2011, U.S. President Obama signed the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal fiscal year 2012. Uh, From this point on, we'll call it the NDAA. Coincidentally, the act comes almost 10 years after the first terrorism suspects arrived at Guantanamo Bay, which still currently houses 46 suspects who have been designated for indefinite detention without charge or trial. The 565-page and $662 billion defense bill has sparked controversy because of its counter counterterrorism provisions. For instance, when it became clear on uh, 14 December that the president would likely sign the legislation, Kenneth Roth, executive director of Human Rights Watch, warned that by signing this defense bill, President Obama will go down in history as the president who enshrined indefinite detention without trial in US law. The point was repeated by Anthony Romero, executive director of the ACLU after the act was signed Uh, Joanne Mariner, director of Hunter College's human rights program, stated on 18 January 2012 that the NDAA was a federal statute essentially meant to codify the Guantanamo approach to justice. Um, In fact, even Obama himself was critical of the act. When he signed it, he remarked that he had serious reservations with certain provisions. So
2: So why fucking sign it then? When he right. had the authority and ability to kick it back and say, "Until you address these things that can be misconstrued and violate rights, don't bring this shit back to my desk."
0: Um, so the two most um, controversial were Section 1021, clarifies that the armed forces of the U.S. can detain covered persons. Uh, this is explained infra pending uh disposition under the law of war this concept may include detention under the law of war without trial until the end of the hostilities authorized by the authorization for use of military force this authorization for use of military force was adopted on 18 september 2011 a week after 9 11 or 2001 i'm sorry a week after 9 11. um it was part of the push for the patriot act I think it was signed before the Patriot Act, but that's where all of this comes from. Uh, not
2: a fucking drop of it being patriotic either.
0: Right. Um, returning to the NDAA 2012, it was explained supra that pursuant to section 1021, covered persons can be detained without trial until the end of uh, hostilities. Even though it does not explain the term hostilities, it could likely... Could be likely that the administration seeks inspiration here from the 2009 memorandum regarding detention authority with respect to guantanamo bay um so the concept is namely almost identical to the one quoted above in the context of the 2009 memorandum not only a person with a link to the 9-11 attacks but also a person who is a part of or supported al-Qaeda, the Taliban, associated forces that are engaged in hostilities, so on and so forth. They don't have to prove any of it because there is no due process. They just say right that you're involved with terrorist organizations and they ship you to Guantanamo or, you know, a site potentially in the US because this this provision included on US all or on US soil. And uh, even Rand Paul remarked that detaining citizens without a court trial is not American. Uh, Democrat Diane Feinstein noted that we are not a nation that locks up its citizens without charge, which I beg to differ. The black community and the American Indian movement show differently. But um, that codified it into law. Um, and that's what Section 1022 is. Um basically that you can be that anybody declared a domestic terrorist can be captured um, and held in military custom custody under the law of war unless the u.s president waives this requirement out of national security interests so i mean like as i said this includes american citizens this includes american soil and Guantanamo Bay is still open and being used today. All right. They've been building a police to see... state for fucking 60 years and it just keeps growing.
4: All right.
2: I'm curious to see an update on the number of people that they have imprisoned in fucking Guantanamo because I, I think that said 50 something 10 years ago. Oh, 46 but yeah wonder how many they have now
0: probably more because there's less media eyes on it the media stopped talking about it well like six years ago
2: all right like let's just pretend we don't need to close this shithole down
0: last but not least pillar four is confront long-term contributors to domestic terrorism every component of the government has a role to play in rooting out racism and bigotry and advancing equity for all Americans. But every component of the government is formed in racism and bigotry. Maybe not every component, but any of the core components.
2: Right. They're saying they're gonna try to root themselves out because I don't see that happening.
0: We will work to ensure that law enforcement operates without bias. So, see, there's like a a, uh, a concession, if you will. I mean, it's not really, but that's almost how it seems like they're trying to paint it. Um, you know, like, oh well, I'll give the police more money instead of defunding them, and then we'll we'll try to make sure that they operate without bias.
2: That's not how that works. Right. We'll try. They can always say they tried, even if they didn't succeed. Fuck. In a true democracy,
0: violence Uh, cannot be an acceptable mode of seeking political or social change. In a true democracy that was formed on violence, enslavement, and genocide, all three. In a true democracy that operates, where the anti democratic senate has the most power between the legislating bodies. Right. Where judges are appointed for life. In a true democracy, violence cannot be an acceptable mode. What about the violence that we commit across the globe?
2: What about the violence committed against us by our own fucking employees?
0: Right. Because, US government. To be fair, Go ahead.
2: a lot of these, just to say, a lot of these fucks who have a permanent seat for life on the fucking Supreme Court have, you know, every ability and opportunity to write laws that harm the American people, to set the standard for how certain cases can be ruled on, which can in turn cause fucking harm. So, again, I'd like to point out another fucking arm of our fucking justice system that could itself be considered a domestic terrorist the way I see it is like uh, especially when it comes to shit like this for some fucking reason still ongoing fight about abortion okay I feel that if a Supreme Court has the ability to fucking rule that women don't have agency and governance over our own bodies, that is an act of domestic terrorism. So, again, are they going to root themselves out?
0: Right. The U.S. government is committed to strengthening trust in American democracy and its ability to deliver for the American people including through relief and opportunity provided by the American Rescue Plan, the American Jobs Plan, the American Families Plan. Look at what they named these multi-hundred page bills that didn't really do anything for the working class. I mean, a couple of, here's $1,400, please don't riot. All that money went to the top 1%, we all know it. Right. didn't rescue anybody
2: didn't well I don't know jobs. that without
0: that 1400 dollars then we all would have starved to death
2: that month
0: <laughs> oh god like... the us government <laughs> the us government will also work to find ways to counter the polarization often fueled by disinformation misinformation and dangerous conspiracy theories online. So, while I, I I kind of agree with what they're trying to say here, right? There is a serious problem with dangerous conspiracy theories online. There is a problem with misinformation and disinformation, but they're not gonna crack down on QAnon. Or if they do it's specifically because of January 6th, they're not gonna crack down on the right wing. They literally never do. They're, gonna, and they're again, gonna, crack they gonna crack down, on, on, the down on themselves? Right, exactly. The police <laughs> one of, are not gonna They're one crack of the biggest sources of
2: disinformation. Right. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. It sounds real great, but when it comes to real world application of this, it just makes me go. I am very concerned really? about
0: the, the implication of that, though. That says to me that there's gonna be censorship. More so than there already is privately. Facebook, YouTube. They all push anything anti-capitalist pretty much gets pushed down in the algorithms. Yep. Or we get limited from sharing. Or we get limited from inviting people. Like beyond the normal, like, you know, daily invite limits, you just like straight up Oh, well, you've used this feature too many times. Well, yeah, that's because we were making an event for each one of these streams. That's why I haven't been, because I can actually share it if we don't make an event for it. Oh, wow.
2: What the fuck? Fuck you, Facebook.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've kind of did a little experiment with it twice now, and I can share when I don't make an event page. But, I mean, it's been very difficult for us to do any sort of promotion that doesn't involve money. And uh, the ones that do involve money, they seem to have fired us directly into the right way. So, I mean, you know, pretty much we have to do this as organically as possible. We need your help. (laughs) Um, I do think that long term, the podcast is going to be the most stable platform. Um, I haven't seen much censorship on there yet.
2: No, most of what we've gotten was complaints about, oh my God, you pulled a video resource. And it's like, yeah, it's available for public viewing. Right.
0: You know? <laughs> um, so in implementing this strategy, and this next line is very problematic, and at the direction of President Biden, We will remain focused on addressing violence and reducing the threat of violence while vigilantly safeguarding peaceful expression of a wide range of views, freedom of political association. But see, they're gonna do the same things that they did in the Red Scare. They're gonna say that the Communist Party is a violent organization and then boom, there you go. That freedom of political association doesn't mean much in this context.
2: No, it doesn't, especially not coming from a fucking country where they really think that um, having a choice between Republican or Democrat is choice.
0: Would you like extreme right wing or just right wing? Right, I mean, they're both neoliberal parties. They're both fucking Ronald Reagan. They're both Margaret Thatcher. There is no left representation in our government. Even if you consider yourself in the middle in terms of our political system, that's still very far right wing.
2: Right. They have done everything in their power over, I'd say, probably at least the last 70, 80, if not 100 years to basically demonize anything left of, you know, hunting the homeless for sport. Like if, if you are against capitalist exploitation in any motherfucking way, we're gonna paint you a bad guy. It's not acceptable to be on the left. That goes against capitalism. Perfect. It pisses me off. <laughs> it's so frustrating because people really think that the Democrat is, is the left party and it's like, No, you need to look at the whole political spectrum that includes stepping the fuck outside of capitalist exploitation. This ain't. There's just too many areas where... They're pointing fingers through this whole bill and don't realize they got three more pointing back at themselves. Right. Like when the government starts to actually regulate itself and take its own fucking trash out of every fucking vicinity of all governing bodies, until they do that, I'm not gonna fucking hold my breath waiting for them to actually do any fucking good taking the trash out in the rest of society when you have trash responsible for taking the trash out that trash will leave its same type of trash in power too just saying we need a dumpster fire
1: that would be a perfect segue into into what I wanted to talk about with US politics real quick Right on. Fire away. Something that I shared in the comment the comments section, you guys will see that I shared two things while we were discussing this that were completely unrelated. Um, the one that I want to talk about with the the dumpster fire there is if any of my brothers and sisters from the military that served in iraq and afghanistan are possibly listening to this podcast right now or in the future and you have not put your name on the burn pit registry list which i myself am guilty of not doing yet please do that do that shit biden campaigned this whole fucking time saying that that's what killed bo and he's gonna prove it it's it it, it is a is a major major problem in the veterans community um just so everybody's aware in afghanistan and iraq when especially at places like Balo, where i was at in the middle of fucking nowhere it's not like you can get trash out and it's not like there's plumbing um People inherently make a lot of waste and trash and refuse. And these are all words for trash. <laughs> but, um, the government in all of its infinite wisdom decided the best thing to do in these scenarios where we don't have plumbing and we don't have trash pickups is to put it all in piles, douse it in diesel fuel, light a match, and walk away. It's believed to be causing a lot of very rare cancers to pop up in veterans that have served in the global war on terror. That's the end of my rant. Sorry for interrupting you guys.
0: Oh, you're good, man. Um, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking I'm thinking ne- that we'll move on to international news now.
1: I do have an international news piece. Okay. Shoot. Okay. Um Let me just read this uh this little excerpt from military.com. At least 21 members of Afghanistan's special forces died fighting the Taliban last week after Afghan reinforcements failed to show up when commandos were surrounded by the enemy and pounded by mortar fire um, military government officials say that the reason that the hundreds of Afghan military forces that were supposed to show up as reinforcement for these special forces guys didn't show up was Because they feared that the operation, the operation details had been leaked to the Taliban already. So they just refused to go help these 21 dudes that died on a mountainside in Afghanistan. These 21 Afghani men who died on a mountainside in Afghanistan fighting the Taliban. Who is still actively fighting, by the way, like we're pulling out that doesn't mean that they're that the Taliban's pulling out that's my only international news bit that I got I'm sure stuff's going on in Myanmar and everywhere else
0: that's what I was looking at while you were um,
1: talking about that yeah
0: yeah So Japan has refused to sanction Myanmar. In other words, um, Japan is like indirectly supporting this coup. That being said, I mean, it's Biden's strategy. So, I mean, I'm sure it's full of holes anyway. There could be more to it than what it seems on the surface. I don't know. Uh, Suu Kyi's 76th birthday was the other day, and there was flower protests in Myanmar. Uh, and the junta government has killed 13 civilians over the course of the weekend. And I mean, we're still not calling this a war.
1: Does it really matter if we're calling it a war?
0: well right I mean I guess that's what I'm getting at is material materially to the people on the ground they're at war um there is over 5,000 people currently detained by the junta including Suchi, um and at least 870 people have been killed
1: The comedian in me wants to make a joke about the American government making those look like rookie numbers. But I don't know, Uh, my heart's just not in it today. (laughs) At least not in the jokes.
0: India is protesting unfair Tokyo Olympic rules for nations hit by COVID. I don't really care that much about the olympics and i i don't know what they're doing in response to covid so i'm not even gonna dive down that rabbit hole right now protesters set fellow demonstrator on fire in india amid clash over farming laws Oh, so apparently he got all fucked up and wanted to be a martyr. Wow. That's crazy. I don't even know how to like wrap my head around.
1: I'm not sure if Trisha's mouth is moving, but she's muted.
2: Okay, I didn't even notice that, and there have been so many times that I've like lifted my head up and said something and went back to scrolling through the feed looking for other international news stuff and um, not realized my mic was off. Y'all didn't hear a fucking thing I had to say.
1: Yeah, your mic was off from the moment I brought up burn pits in Afghanistan until just now.
2: Didn't realize that. I muted it because I was coughing. Totally fucking forgot. Still here, though. Okay. Um, I found a piece here about Israel, um, They're warning Iran as the talks progress about Iran's nuclear deal. Um Israel's prime minister has called on the US and its allies to quote wake up to the threat of Iran as talks continue to revive a landmark deal to limit the country's nuclear program Hey did we talk about how uh, Did we talk about how they
1: bombed Gaza again again, again. It's again, but it's not Netanyahu's bombs this time.
2: No, if it's Nathalie Bennett's,
1: wait a minute. So it's
2: it's better bombs now, don't you know?
1: Oh, 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 shucks. At least they're not that was at least they're not at least they're not old Benny Boy's bombs. I can really feel the change.
2: Uh, this. Bro, this takes some balls, especially coming on the heels of that. that Bennett said that Iran's, and I quote, regime of brutal hangmen wants nuclear weapons. Ain't that the pot calling the kettle black? I mean, this extreme right-wing fucking regime in Israel also is a regime of brutal hangmen. It's another example of pointing that finger and not realizing he's got three more pointing back at himself. Like, you know, thing. it might not be Netanyahu, but it's somebody who, you know, has a lot of the same fucking practices. Has progress even really been made there? But anywho, back to the Iran deal, Um, diplomats said progress was made to renew the deal, which the U.S. withdrew from back under fucking the orange one Um, but that there were still gaps to be bridged Israel obviously is in opposition Um, Iran elected hardliner Ibrahim Raisi the country's top judge who holds ultra conservative views as new president on Friday in a race widely seen as being designed to favor him Um, the president elect will be inaugurated in August is under U.S. sanctions and has been linked to past executions of political prisoners um, negotiators from the six signatory countries, the U.S., U.K., France, China, Russia, and Germany, and Iran have been holding talks since April to revive the deal um, Iran saw its limited nuclear activities and uh, in return for sanctions relief. Uh, Iran's supposedly been violating the deal, they claim, since ever since the U.S. left. Uh, and on Sunday, they gathered for sixth round of talks between the U.S. and Iran in Vienna, but have adjourned once again. And it's like... It's just, it just reeks of fucking hypocrisy the whole fucking way around. It's one thing to use nuclear sciences to produce power. To actually, you know, fuel homes with, you know, the whole fucking nine yard run businesses, the entire grid. It's another thing to have nuclear weapons, which have, in experience, never fucking solved a damn thing. They merely serve to commit fucking genocide. It's not the same as, like, your typical weapons of guns and whatnot. No, we're talking about weapons that will kill millions when dropped on major cities. Because they've got, you know, kill ranges of miles. Uh, No fucking buddy needs them. I, I think the entire world should quit being hypocrites and fuck off on that tip about the nuclear weapons when not a single one of These countries that are pointing fingers at each other can fucking say that they've done any fucking better when it comes to their self control over using violence to try to solve problems um, in horrendous ways that don't actually end up solving anything. It's ridiculous. Um, Iranian Deputy Foreign Minister Abbas, uh, I'm probably gonna destroy this last name because I, uh, Arachi? A-R-A-Q-C-H-I told state television uh, the parties were now closer than ever to a deal but added that bridging the remaining distance between them was not an easy job um, Enrique Mora envoy for the European Union echoed him saying that progress on technical issues had given them clair- greater clarity um, of quote what the political problems are but what do we do about it? They, you know, they can point out these problems with each other, but I don't see any of them bringing in an actual solution to the fucking table. Um, U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said there was, quote, still a fair distance to travel on issues including sanctions and the commitments that Iran needed to make because um, they're currently enriching uranium at their highest levels ev- ever. Um, although they're they're still short of what it's what's even needed to make nuclear-grade weapons. So, kind of makes me wonder, like, are they just trying to point a finger at them about weapons? If they might actually be enriching that uranium to use for, say, I don't know, fucking energy? You never know if you're not there to actually see. Um, And Israel is apparently opposing the deal um, because... Uh, Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Khamenei, has repeatedly called for the elimination of the state of Israel. So this is just a fucking tit-for-tat of egos. In 2018, he had described Israel as a cancerous tumor that had to be removed from the region. So, like, they're just swapping insults back and forth for fucking years here. And thinking that international policy should be based on their fucking tit-for-tat bullshit. Like you're both corrupt. Anyway, do you have anything else for international?
0: Yeah, so um, there was a city police department in Russia that is demanding a former Navalny official cover expenditures to disperse a protest supporting Naval. Ow. $7,000 for one rally. Shit.
2: I'm sorry, my brain checked out for a minute because I got a sharp pain down my leg, so I don't know if you're waiting for a response, but that's why I'm over here cringing.
0: (laughs) Oh, well. um, Police have demanded that a court force the former coordinator for Alexei Navalny's team in the Russian city of Yaroslavl to cover the amount of money spent to disperse a rally supporting Navalny in January. Uh, so she's ordered to pay five hundred and ten thousand rubles, or seven thousand dollars, roughly, which, according to the police department, would reimburse the labor costs for two hundred four police officers who had to work at the demonstration of January twenty-third.
2: So it, it, <laughs> they're they're really fucking fining her for them showing up. She didn't hire them to come out there, right? <laughs> They made their own fucking choice
0: to go out there. But That's but they they called ball. for they called for the protest.
2: As is their right. That doesn't we need a couple hundred fucking cops wasting their time out there harassing people for utilizing their rights. That takes balls to be like. Here's the bill you have to pay for the security you didn't ask for that actually was not securing you at
0: all. You're welcome. Fuck. Um, that's, that's all I have, though. And I, I don't even think I have to say how fucked up that is. I think that that's generally going to be understood. Um, but there's one more thing I wanted to show you guys. It's about the Diana Marie murder. Uh, it's an interview with Tony Clark. He was the guy that restrained the the guy uh, that ran okay. into them.
3: We came here we oh, was playing, sure. you on. know,
0: I forgot the screen share that screen first. That might help. There's so many windows those
3: Wow. Well, volleyball. You know, we was dancing, we was playing, you know, just trying to bring a couple shuffle, you know, a cha-cha dance, you know, and we were just trying to bring love and, and unity together, you know what I'm saying, and just, and Deanna Marie was like, to me, how I felt being around, she was like a, a, a long lost auntie, you know what I'm saying, she brought that love in this, in this square right here, and you know, I kept on saying that I, I have a bad vibe. You know what I'm saying? Something felt, something fell off. And, um, you know, we was um, just trying to come over the trauma that the cities that we've we been, you know, going through. And so as, you know, we was playing red light, green light. I get halfway down there, you know.
0: Before he continues this story, I want to point out that he already has tears in the corner of his eyes.
3: Where the sheriff car at right here. I hear. Yeah, let me, uh, go this way so. Can... So, when I got right to there with a uh, paddy waggy, the little white truck, whatever, you know, I hear a big. Bo- I hear tires uh, screeching. Then I hear the, uh, a loud takeoff. You know, like if as a person was uh, accelerating, then we hear them um, smacked into the barricade. And long story short. um You know, um, we kept hearing, we need a medic, we need a medic. And first thing I was doing, when I say that, it's my duty to take care of my community, I put actions to that, you know, because I've been out here and I've been a frontline and I've been a a civil rights movement leader since the 26th of last year, George Floyd. And I feel like, you know, um, I feel like honestly, what we going through right now is war in our own city with the, with the police system, you know what I mean? And for that to happen, I had to take all charge in police to police in my own community. I had to, you know what I'm saying, retain the man. The first thing he was telling me, i seen him, he had a knife on him. first thing is, is bring him down and retain him for the officers can, you know, do their job. So this is the result, what happened right here, when they get pissed off because we doing their job. We are protecting and serving our own community. This is our duty to protect our community. So long story short, you know, it brought a lot of tears to us that a woman that was standing for Winston Smith lost her life in this movement. And I feel like that they, it was a setup. because the reason why I say it because all of them was on 32nd and Colfax and they was on DuPont around the corner. That's how they got here so quick because they were sitting ducks. I tell people when they don't come, they send people like the vertical George Floyd when that semi came through. So these these are not no oops or just with a coincidence and stuff. We know this is all planet and we know this is all. You know, I feel like honestly this is all because I, I don't. I, I just don't know how to like. I haven't never like took time to let my heart and my mind rest because at the end of the day, I, my son had to grow up in this. You know, and what would i be a person to walk away for this when our city is full of trauma and you know things people dying every week you know winston died on my birthday so i made a promise on my birthday i wouldn't pro, I, I would step down for protesting but when i see what happened to De- uh, Deanna marie it made me stand even stronger and firmer and so today um they wound up taking my phone because when I ran back, my phone fell when I had um, detained him. And it was on a, a, a criminal, it was on a, a investigation uh, crime, I guess. So they had to take it to uh, property and evidence. And they, Sergeant Michael, I mean, Sar- Sergeant Polito, whatever his name is, and Officer Michael told me, Tony, we see that you come, you back, in, like, favor for a favor. And I said, don't say it like that. It's not no favor for favor but we don't need nobody to get hurt. So what I did is I backed the crowd out and I made sure our community was safe because at the end of the day, we knew what their intentions was when they got here. And so, um, Mike told me, he kept telling me, we're gonna give you your phone back at the end of the night, even though it was sitting right there. It had all stuff, all over it had, it was um, all the stuff for the car, that mean the, the truck that ran into Deanna Marie. Um, so, All day I've been fighting, calling, catching cabs, catching buses to get my phone back. I finally went through the tits and tats. I had to go through homicide investigation. And I'm going to say something that's going to really change this whole move. And it's going to really bring some light into this. They interviewed me today. And they knew what happened. So I say, if y'all want to see justice for Deanna Marie, I tell everybody... Let's testify. Let's show up and put this man where he need to be at. This wasn't a vehicle homicide. This was a murder that we seen. And so I tell you, people of all colors, come stand and give your statements. This is not no black on black crime. This is not no police against uh, black crime. This, this is not no police against other people crimes. This was a supremacist against. Uh, this is a terrorist attack. If you really think it, this is attack on us. And so, yeah. And so, I feel like a lot of people agree with me that it's time that we pick a date and come get statements. Because how you think her mother and her family feel losing their baby and they not getting justice? Because we are the people. So we need to stand up and we need to uh, put this man where he need to be at. And I feel like it's doing the it right because wrong is wrong and right is right. There's no gray areas in it. And I tell people, when you come out here and suspect to see this, this ain't no joke, this is real life. A lot of people turn this into their nature, their they, they lifestyle now. Once you go forward, you can't go backwards. And so I feel like if if you really for the community, standing on your 10 toes, when stuff get like this, don't run away, don't walk away. And so I feel like, you know, this is only the beginning to a marathon. And I feel like, um when we scream at the end this is our duty, we really need to mean that because or we're gonna continue allowing these people right here to put fair in us. Fair holds power. And I felt the moment when everything was going up, they was in fear. So that's why they got the legal terror guys, they got the, you know all these zip lines and all this, uh, the, all this the area, because they're afraid of us. They're afraid of what we we are capable of. They're afraid of the people way. They're afraid that we can that we us people run our city, so they put people in our cities to destroy us. And, and like I said, what happened, to Deanna Marie? That wasn't no. That wasn't no. Oops. What happened to Winston? I, I was supposed to speak. All right,
0: so I want to interject here. Actually, um, I got through what I wanted to show you guys anyway, but I wanted to talk a little bit about Winston Smith. Um, so originally the statement that was put out said that he was a murder suspect that was later rescinded, but the press didn't talk about that. It was originally stated that he had a gun and that was rescinded, but the press didn't talk about that. So there is still people like right-wing people on the internet saying, well, they shot a murder suspect with a gun. And both of those statements are false.
2: seems to be the case anytime there is a case of you know death by cop where you know the extreme bootlickers over there just can't handle hearing no that's actually not correct like no they killed an innocent person again
0: and that was federal officer Cops a cop, pigs a pig. Oh, yeah. But those ones don't wear body cameras.
2: True. Body cameras don't always help anyways, because some motherfuckers have no issue just cutting it off.
0: I mean, you're not wrong, but it sure as hell helped in the case against Chauvin. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it did, but there was also multiple cell phones on him from every angle too. Way too much evidence that even if all of them had cut off their body cams, there would have still been footage.
0: Oh yeah, and there was the the public like bus stop camera across the street too. Right. I mean, it didn't have the nitty gritty detail, obviously, that the body cams and the cell phone footage had. Yeah. Hard to believe that was only a year ago Right Hard to believe that slavery is like Three lifetimes ago I mean we talk about it like it's distant history But It's really not Right if you look at like The fall of Rome till now That's still the blink of a fucking eye Okay, maybe not the length of an eye, but you get the point. Right.
2: Like, when it comes to actual societal shifts, how much has really changed when, you know, the police were initially created in the first place to hunt down runaway slaves? Because we still had asshole books, or asshole laws on the books, stating well, that... Now they're now they're it.
0: privatized for profit and still publicly funded. Right,
2: right. And still operating on this fucked up pseudo-culture that has been created with in the police and the fucking uniform worshippers that love them so fucking much. And a lot of the shit that they do is still based around those same fucked racist ideals. Half of them don't even realize that they're just fucking indoctrinated into it.
0: anyway though that was the uh last thing i wanted to talk um about tonight and i kind of saved it to the end to point out that the black liberation struggle is still happening
1: hey guys again completely unrelated topic disney's getting sued right now
0: by who for what
1: Scandinavian countries for suing people over fan art of Loki, claiming that the Norse gods are owned by Disney. Wow. To be fair, to be fair to Disney, the the artwork in question was a t-shirt that had a picture from a comic book done by Marvel back in the day, and was pulled down by the original poster so they could make some revisions so that they didn't get sued. Because Marvel has been suing people over fan art. Well, Well, yeah, not Marvel, Disney. Right, exactly.
0: They're owned by Disney now, that's why. Disney will sue anybody to fucking make a dollar. Gotta protect their profits.
1: So now, Scandinavia is suing Disney. And there will be separate trials... For each god.
0: Wow. <laughs> oh man. Put that in your pipe and it, smoke it, Disney.
2: Boom. Right. <laughs> like an entire fucking. Happy fucking midsummer. Yep. That's that's kind of fucking crazy. I hope they win.
3: I hope they Just
2: fuck is me. we are fucking with so many people ownership of images and you know like really dude get my, down thing to is, it? my thing is
1: my thing is Stanley understood that when Marvel used the Greek gods, the Norse gods, the Chinese gods, the Japanese Shinto gods, all of them in their comics, they didn't own those those characters those characters
2: precisely
1: were created those those came from ancient
2: stories yeah yeah
1: and and stanley specifically treated them with a lot of respect he didn't do things that would be viewed as like making fun of them or like treating them shitty I don't know how to word what I want to say right now. I apologize. I'm kind of floundering here. Our Patreon is live. He
2: didn't didn't do them like South Park does Muhammad. (laughs) Like, to even have any image at all. Um, Our Patreon is live. He didn't do wrong by him. Yeah, it is.
0: Does anybody have uh, anything they want to plug before I go into the closing stuff?
1: Um... As always, I make art and I do voice acting. So if anybody's interested, The Art of DW Hughes on Facebook is my art page. Um at that Swedish chef on Twitter. Follow me if you need voice acting done. Hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. And I mean, shit, I'm Willing to work for free right now Because I gotta get my name out there So Yeah
0: As Don said Our Patreon is live Um, Even a dollar a month Makes a difference (laughs) Patreon.com Slash for we are many If you want to email us For we are many podcast at gmail.com for we are many podcast is our youtube uh, name and at for we are many podcast is our instagram name at for we are many two on twitter for we are many on facebook we have our uh, for we are many education and discussion group and the for we are many mutual aid organizing group and of course our website is for we
2: Please join us this Thursday for
0: what is it part 6
2: of our series on dialectical materialism and the roots of the Black Panther Party reading some Bobby Seale sees the time and it's been fun dude I'm loving reading this book yeah fucking great
0: Anyway thank you for joining us I know your screen says see you on Monday which we will see you on Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. But join us Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern for our um, Black Panther piece. Thank Thank you for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure to serve all of you.